0: Girl, put that bass in your walk, head to toe, let your whole body talk. Up and pump it, pump okay. up and pop, up it, pump and pump it, hey, up and it. <laughs> As you can see, I would never make an amazing drag queen, so I'm going to stick to what I know. <laughs>
1: Welcome to our podcast. Hey! hey.
0: We are two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics all on geeking and having fun. Let's geek! <laughs> are we ready for our little drag interview with Chicago yeah. drag queen Coronation?
1: Oh, I'm excited. You know, oh. it's, you know this is the first time I've no, no, hold on. Cause I went to the drag. Um, what is it? The RuPaul drag. The the one with the roast. Oh yeah, um, hater's roast. Yes, I went to the hater's roast. Oh my god, uh, this was. Ooh, wow, this was years ago. This was a couple of years ago. So after that, I've never seen a drag show and I cannot wait for the day that I get to see, like, an no,
0: we're gonna go like, to we're gonna have we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna have a lot of fun. No, cause I have some girlfriends, and all seriousness, I wanna go to a drag show, but of course with the pandemic and stuff, oh,
1: you
0: know? yeah, yeah. But we are now at 50% capacity, at least in the state of Maryland. So, you yeah. know, it's still possible.
1: You know, Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I always used to see advertisement of, like, drag uh, brunch, hmm like those, yeah, those are fun. Yes, Sunday drive brunch, yeah. I, I've always wanted to go, because I always see the advertisement when I was uh, down in LA, and I was like, oh, I want to go so bad, but like, it's just me out there, <laughs> like, going by myself. So before we
0: start anything, we just want to, you know, highlight and talk about things that we've been talking about since episode one. Motherfucker,
1: yeah. Summer Island. <laughs> and also like, what, what was it? Episode two? When the uh, episode Jeremy one. Lin uh, spoke out. And you know, the hate crime on the Asian community is at its rise. And let me tell you this. I am a strong consumer of Asian products, whether it is skincare, anime, J-rock, J-pop, um, you know, K-pop, like anything, you can name it. Also, you gamers out there, like, this is not the time for us to be silent. You know what I mean? And if you have no idea what to do or how to start to help the cause, I'm gonna be linking down, links down below in our description box in case you wanna get educated even more or further. And that includes ourselves, you know, to get ourselves educated more on what's happening because um, the hate crime crimes that arise right now.
0: Speaking of that, um... I'm actually going to be talking about this because you haven't, I haven't even informed you about it. Hopefully before the season is up, we are actually going to have a friend of mine who is of Asian descent, and he may possibly talk to us about, you know, what's been going on lately before the season's up. If not, definitely next season, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing it in maybe about three or four episodes time. So be aware for that. So we are very excited for this interview because we are going to be interviewing Chicago drag queen Coronation. He's going to be telling us a little bit about the Chicago drag scene and you know just the experience of drag, and we are super excited. Hello, Cory, aka Coronation from Chicago. How you
2: doing, you excited? You know, I am always excited for an opportunity to be able to hear my own voice later, so I am quite <laughs> ecstatic for this. <laughs> thank you
0: so much for doing this with us. So congrats, you are the first drag queen
2: to ever be on Let's Get Caught and... Breaking records over here, happy to be a part of it. Uh, I would like to thank our lord and savior, Cher, uh, for this momentous <laughs> opportunity, thank you so much.
0: About
2: yourself Corey. how long have you lived in the chicago area um so i'm iowa born uh i lived in the quad cities for 24 years uh and the company that i was working for provided me with an opportunity to move either to michigan or chicago and i was like well chicago has boys town so that's where i'm going uh, i worked and lived in the suburbs for a while and then i got an opportunity to move to the city and at that time i had just decided that i wanted to start doing drag again And I mean, it was a no-brainer. Like, it's it's a lot more expensive out here, but work hard, play hard, baby.
0: Was it a big change? Was it like a big culture shock from being, you know, from Iowa to Chicago? Because basically it's almost like being from the country to the city.
2: You're not wrong. Uh, Where I lived in Iowa, it was a little, like, more industrialized, as industrialized as Iowa can be. So there were malls and there were shops, and it felt like a normal city. When I moved to the Illinois proper or Illinois as a state, I was living in the suburbs, so it was an easy transition. So I was still in a place that was a little bigger, but it felt a lot like where I was living before. Uh, and since I was going to the city every week to watch shows and support, by the time I made the move out there, I kind of knew what I was getting into. Uh, so I was re- I was smart with it, uh, but it, it's still like I, if you live in a state with a low cost of living, I would not recommend moving to a city like Chicago with at least like less than four grand in your pocket because it's... <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh.
0: Wow, so, like
2: that. It's a lot. I mean, and another thing is like, uh, I am from Iowa, so we have like gay culture. Chicago has queer culture. And it's one of those things like, I can't describe it to you, but when you know it, you know it. Like you can tell when you're in a gay space you know, with a bunch of faggots singing. Oh wait, can I curse? Yeah,
3: sure. <laughs> okay, okay,
2: okay. Uh, I, I I forget about that. You no, Thank you. I'm okay <laughs> with that. You know, you know, a bunch of gays singing. Uh, you know, musical somewhere as opposed to going to like an intersectional drag show where you see ballroom culture, club kids. You see, uh, you know, trans artists, and it's not just the same. You know, five white queens everywhere. Uh, and we have our problems trying to separate that out, but you see a lot more diversity here uh so I just felt welcomed I loved it oh.
1: you know well, it's funny I didn't know there was even um dry culture because I got to Chicago all the time mm-hmm. like, I was telling this to Catherine I was like oh my god he's from chi for real and so um what's it called I, I was like completely baffled because you know like I was telling Catherine I have family down there but like mm-hmm they're all underage so it's like i can't even go out out like that and right you can't do anybody. anything fun um yeah and i was just like why and you know i didn't know anything of drag culture until like i watched rupaul's drag race yeah and i was just like what and i didn't even know there was a difference within different type of cities like the the drag culture was like different everywhere
2: oh absolutely i mean and honestly um if your relatives are still underage there are still options for them to go and watch and see, like, Hamburger Mary's, the restaurant chain does 18-plus uh, shows. Um, and that's how a lot of like minors get there, like baby queens get their stuff started. Uh, the One of my really good friends, Faye Ludes, uh, headed it up. She's like the queen of the baby queens because anybody who just started was a minor goes through her. Um, so honestly, I mean, if you ever want to come out here again and you have people who are underage or if you just want to know the scene, Hit me up, girl. If I can't go out with you, you know. I can I'm meet you after up. a ship, baby. I'm, ready I'm yeah, always the ready. Know,
1: we'll over. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to hit we'll
2: you be. up. 14. <laughs> I, got, I got round one of the shot. I'm ready for round two, baby. Like, let's go.
1: So
0: what inspired you to do drag?
2: Um, so I have always, I am from a very queer affirming family, so my mom and my grandma both grew up around a lot of gay and trans people, Uh, and a lot of my mom's trans friends actually were drag queens, so I knew what drag queens, I've known what drag queens were my whole life, I have, uh, associated with them, talked with them, they've been around me, uh, since well before RuPaul's Drag Race. What inspired me, I moved to Orlando for a year, and I was serving in an Applebee's, uh, I didn't have any friends because I just moved out there by myself, and there was this group of like just over-the-top, flamboyant, how I wished I could have been back then because I wasn't as confident, you know, gays. And they're like, you know, we like you. We want to be in your section. So they cashed out with their server, came to my section. I closed with them, uh, and they're like, well, we we need some contestants for like an amateur drag competition, so would you be willing to do it? And yeah, I was like, fuck it. You know, I we were like season three of Drag Race. I'm like, if these bitches can do it, I can do it. Uh, plot twist. I couldn't do it. Uh, and it was not It was not fun. I uh, I went on and they're like, well, what are you going to do for your number? I'm like, well, I'm going to do stand up. And they're like, have you done stand up before? I'm like, sure. Uh didn't rehearse it. Didn't think anything of it. Completely bombed on stage. Uh, but it was. people that liked it the people that were there to support me even though i looked god-awful it was it was amazing to be able to have my creativity displayed and to do something that felt original to myself uh, and for people uh, to uh, respond positively and so i did it for a little bit when i went back to iowa uh i my boyfriend at the time had a problem with it and so like i just didn't blah blah blah, broke up with him came to chicago Uh, the chicago scene was very volatile at the time there was a lot going on and so I didn't want to get into drag. Um, and then when I took like my full trajectory and took it full force, I had actually gotten into a DUI, uh, or had a DUI like three or four years ago. I was super down in the dumps. I didn't know what I was going to do. Like it was, it was a very bad time in my life. And somebody's like, why don't you just go do an amateur night somewhere? Uh, and so I did and my friends came out and showed up. And so like there, it was a competition with like four rounds. I ended up actually making it to the finals. So I got to be in a finale judged by Bob, the drag queen and Trixie Mattel. (gasps) And, and to go back to it, I uh, did stand up there and they both told me I was funny. So that's the one thing I will hold on to for the rest of my life. Bob and Trixie told me I was funny and it's over. Oh my God.
3: Baby. Listen.
2: Bob and Trixie are, you know, professional drag queens and, you know,
0: they're just, take it over the scene and they used to be former contestants but matter of fact since you know some people who are listening may not even know what a drag queen is how would you describe what a drag queen is for somebody listening for the first time
2: um i i mean i can give the commercialized canned answer and you know it's basically gonna be i'm gonna give the commercialized answer i'm gonna give like my actual answers like the commercialized condensed answer is basically you know drag king woman dressed up as a man doing performances Drag queen, man, dressed as a woman, giving performances. It's not It's not always live singing for the most part, it's not. It's lip sync performances. You see camp, drama, comedy. It's just a very creative form of self-expression. What I think drag is, is anything you want it to be. Um, as long as you are expressing yourself in a creative outlet and you want to exist in a queer space and perform, no matter how you identify or what you want to do, the city of Chicago especially has a place for you. I know drag queens who identify as female and non-binary, and they're amazing. I know drag kings that identify as uh, non-binary and male. And I don't think that gender should define your existence in a drag sphere. I think that your artistry should. So I think that drag is whatever you want it to be, as long as you are expressing yourself freely in a queer space. That's That's all it is for me.
0: Oh, wow. So do you have a drag mother, or are you like a drag orphan?
2: Uh, so I actually am twice orphaned. <laughs> I had, I've had, I've had two drag moms. Um, when I did the Roscoe's competition afterwards, there was a queen. I'm not saying any names right now. Cause I don't want right, to, right. I just, I don't want to remember them. That's a different life. Yes.
3: Um,
2: she was known for doing insult comedy and I was like, Oh, this could be fun. Da, 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 da. And so like, we had a falling out, but over time I realized that like insult comedy wasn't for me that you could be funny and comedic and campy without having to fall back on like mean tropes like not every queen has to be that drag queen at brunch heckling the straight women mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i left that i was going for about 6 or 7 months and then another drag queen the queen who actually beat me at the competition that i was in uh took me under her wing and she had a lot of drag daughters that she picked up simultaneously and my interest kind of fell to the wayside and for me like a drag mom is somebody who's supposed to use their influence, their power, and their experience to uplift you and get you to their level, if not beyond. I wasn't getting that from that situation. And so we parted ways. Uh, It was a bit of a dramatic thing, so it was not amicable. We're fine now. Uh, But I I like doing it for myself. I have a lot of friends. I have people that I would consider drag parents, uh, the people that gave me chances and like put me on their stage and booked me. So, you know, Faye Ludes, Alexandria Diamond. you know, none of these names. I know Faye Ludes, <laughs> Alexandria <laughs> not <I probably> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ballad of All. Um, and there are a couple other establishments out there uh, that really took a chance on me and it didn't always go well. Uh, but those people are my family and I would consider them my mom's
0: that's lovely Mm -hmm. have you ever traveled to like a different state to do a show or a different town
2: uh so since living in Chicago I've got the opportunity to perform twice so I got to perform once I went back to my hometown uh it was amazing because I had been I'd been gone from Iowa for like at least three four years but you know I had not been there Uh, and here were all these people from, you know, my family, I had people from middle and high school, old friends, you know, that I never thought would even remotely accept me as gay, nonetheless a drag queen, out here throwing dollar bills, buying me drinks, and it was so fun, and like, I was supposed to go back again, but 2020 is the worst year on the fucking planet, Uh, so I got stuck at home, Uh, and then the other one, a very good friend of mine uh, by the name of Wendy Breeze, had a show in Wisconsin she was doing, and she's like well do you want to come along you know we're gonna have a good time jinx drinks are cheap especially compared to chicago i said well you said drinks so let's go bitch i felt that one hello <laughs> I uh, went, like
1: out in la and then coming back to maryland getting some drinks
2: <laughs> like... la prices i've heard i've never been i i cannot uh, yeah, but the no, Wisconsin those prices are
1: crazy. One drink can cost you up to $12 depending on <laughs> where you're going. <laughs> no, no yeah, it's not
0: the teammates. Actually, yeah. Vegas is more expensive.
2: Yeah, it's not.
0: They're like $17 one. a drink.
2: Absolutely not. Yeah. That's why you buy your drinks and you drink on the strip.
0: Yes. That's what I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, West, the Wisconsin show is a lot of fun. And the reason I liked it a lot more than a lot of the other performances I do. The city of Chicago has a lot of drag, and because of that, it can become oversaturated sometimes. So you'll you'll go to a bar and there's a drag show. And you're like, okay, well, there's a drag show. I'm gonna be here. The people in Wisconsin were genuinely there for a drag show, and the energy showed it. And they were living for every single thing that I did. I did not pay for a single drink after the show. I got so many, you know, friends and connections, and it was just. I love doing drag, but I love doing drag so much more around people who want to see drag, not people who just happen to exist oh, yeah. when a drag show is going on. So yeah, I hope I get to travel more when uh, this this Pandora's box is over.
0: That's lovely. I know that you did say earlier that you've been surrounded around drag queens like your whole life, so this is nothing new.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Has your family ever been to any of your shows?
2: Absolutely. Like- uh, when I lived in Iowa, my grandma and my mom showed up to my first show. Uh, my mom showed up, she was working at TGI Fridays, I believe. So her and all of her associates showed up after their shift in uniform. Uh, my grandma showed up with a couple of old family friends and like, they, I don't think they knew it was my grandma, but it was an elderly woman. And so like, she's reaching her little ET hand across the, you know, stage <laughs> to give me a dollar because, you know, she got to support Corey cause she didn't call me Cora cause she always fucking forgets. Um, and they found out she was my grandma and they, they loved her. Um, my mom has always tried to support me. She lived with me in Florida and she did that. But since I've been in Chicago, my grandma's actually been up here a couple of times and she's she's like a local hero amongst my circle of friends because every time she's in town it's a good time everybody wants to do shots with her there's a really amazing uh, high defi- high of a definition picture of her like slapping the ass of a drag king that ended up on a website <laughs> i'll send it to you it is everything like yes. she i get my shamelessness from her and people when they meet my grandma they're like everything about you makes sense now <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I guess um, next question, how did you develop your drag name, Coronation?
2: So my original drag name was Sasha Divine. Thank God we shook that. Um, it was, there was actually a story behind it. Uh, when I had started doing drag, a very close friend of mine uh, had passed and their name was Sasha. They were somebody that I knew to since to elementary school. And so I wanted to pay tribute to them mm-hmm. uh, because they were queer as well. Uh, but it didn't feel right. Like I, your drag, you know, can, be inspired by other people, but ultimately I felt that it should be for myself. My boy name outside of drag is Corey. Um and people always call me Cora back and forth because you know you have your if you're like a a gay guy, you have like those girl versions of your name for each other. Um and I love plays on words. And so I was like, well what can I do with Cora? And I was watching like BBC or something and somebody said, Oh, we're going to the coronation. That's it. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> It just it hit it sucked, and the only thing that sucks is people. A lot of times don't get the wordplay. They assume that I'm just a really big fan of Avatar: The Legend of Korra. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I can see where they get the connection. It's like an Avatar reference. Eight out of ten
2: times. I am so used to it at this point. <laughs> the only time it gets under my skin is all of my gamer tags are coronation. And so like the gaming oh, community yeah. doesn't know an alien, but they're like, oh, Korra sucks. or right, Aang is better. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to play League of Legends right now. Like, can we just <laughs> can you get to jungling why I rock this top lane and we can just go about our ways after? Cause that's what I'd like to do today. <laughs> oh
1: man. So when you perform, like what is the like, what what does that entail? Like what do you do during the stage?
2: Um, for me specifically, I am what you would consider like a campier comedy queen. So I enjoy hosting when I can, uh, when I have a microphone, I can interact with the audience, with my performers. Um, if you, if you come to a show and you see a coordination performance, it's going to be stupid. Um, I'm a very shameless performer. I have, uh, done a lot of lewd and gross things on stage. Oh. Um, I, I love props. So I, I call myself the unofficial carrot top of drag. Because I saw that on Azure tag. i never know what to do with my hands when i'm performing and so if there's a prop in it i don't have to do anything uh and so that's how i fell into that uh but i it for me yeah it's camp it's comedy i learned uh probably a month out of the gate that i cannot dance uh no matter how hard i try and so i was like well we got to find another lane and then you know you see shangela and you see jinx and nationally owned drag queens and you see them doing camp and comedy forward numbers and you see bob the drag queen which is like the pinnacle for me and i'm like okay well there is a space for my type of creativity in these in these uh these shows yeah
3: so what is your
0: pronoun in and out of drag
2: uh, out of drag, he, him, in drag, she, her, or they, them. Um, I'm pretty flexible with pronouns. I'm used to hearing the gay she, uh, which is like when you have hey, girl, you know, you're talking to your friend. Um, I'm very fortunate. Gender is something that I've never had to, uh, I've never faced hardships because of it. You know, I'm a cisgendered male, which means I was born and assigned male at birth, and I still identify that way now. Um, but my uh, my partner, Riley, is actually trans mask. And obviously, uh, gender is a lot more of a serious topic for him because a lot, you know there's a lot of things that uh, happen in the trans community, and there's a lot of aggressions they face on a daily basis. Um so I take gender pronouns very seriously. So thank you for asking that because I really do think those questions need to be normalized uh, because you should never you should never assume somebody's gender uh, even based on how they present, because how you identify is how you identify.
0: Well, are there any like do's and don'ts of a drag, like I've been to a drag show in the past, just a few, and they are super, super fun, but of course, you know, listening to other podcasts with drag queens. Like I listen to Race Chaser and I- I, ju- I was listening it.
2: to that as I was getting ready. <laughs>
0: yes. Sorry, Race Chaser is really good. And I listen to something like, of Rivalry. Do you listen to that too? Oh, absolutely. And Bob the Drag Queen, absolutely. Yes, it's like they're each other's counterparts and I love their crossover episodes. Mm-hmm. But
2: you, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: You know, over the years, listening to them, you know, they've, t- and of course, on the show, they've talked about how some women, you know, some straight women like myself, of course, I've never done these things. If they were to go to a gay club and just to see a drag show, some of them have misbehaved, especially when it's like bachelorette parties. Like, it's good for them because it's like, you know, I don't have a man that'll hit on me because they're all gay or however they identify. But that doesn't mean that it gives you a pass to be disrespectful to the drag performer. Can you tell us a little
2: bit more about that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, once again, being in a city with so many drag bars in such a big city, uh, one of our most known bars for, uh, like, bachelorette parties to go to is called the Kit Kat Lounge. You know, it's a restaurant. There's you know, 70 million, like, martinis on the menu. Um, I know, right? Um, I actually haven't had many bad experiences with bachelorette parties. I enjoy them. I'm very much one of those people that welcomes anybody into my spaces um and for the most part as long as they're not too shit-faced they're respectful but honestly that doesn't apply to just you know straight women that really applies to a lot of people i've been offended more by uh you know men in clubs than i have by women but in terms of like as a patron if you're going to a show uh don't touch drag queen's hair actually just don't touch people's hair in general that's fucking weird like i never
0: do that that's brave i have seen people snatch wigs
2: um, they'll get on the stage and dance with you. That's a huge no, no. The spotlight is on me. I'm on the payroll. I'm also covered on the insurance policy. If I fall, you are not. So please get off of this stage. Um, when you're giving, when you're tipping Queens, obviously, you hand them the dollar. Do not dance the dollar in front of them. Do not hold it and take it back because the queen wants to get around to get all the dollars. We want to interact with all of our guests. And also, I'm not here to play your mini game to pay my bills. Like I'm, I'm here to perform. Um, other than that, you know, uh, just be respectful. Don't, and this goes for all patrons in general, it's nice for drag queens to interact with you, Um, you know, especially if you're fortunate enough to go to an event where there's a RuPaul girl there. Those people aren't always owed your time though. Uh, If that makes sense, like I will, for me, I'm a very welcoming, I'm an opening person. I love talking to people. I have a lot of, I know a lot of very amazing drag queens that are great performers, great look artists. But they are very introverted and the idea of people just bum rushing them and demanding you know they they pay attention to this patron is so overwhelming for those people so i you know don't fangirl but be respectful about it you know understand that you you know as a straight woman whoever you are existing in our space this is our show our name is on the poster we want to entertain you so just let us do that you know everything else will fall into place
0: is there a particular drag queen that's just like besides of course the cliche answer rupaul because she's not the only drag queen is there a particular one that you're like my all-time favorite you can't tell me nothing about them like that's just my drag queen that i freaking love
2: uh fuck i i'm gonna get in trouble for that i'm gonna give a national like i'll give you like I'm going to give you three. I'll give you a Drag Race one. I'm going to give you a Dragula one because that show does not get enough representation. And then I'll give you a local one. So uh, Dragula, have you all watched Dragula? Have you watched it at all?
0: I watch. I haven't no. finished the first season. I watched half of it because I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. I think it's Netflix. It's on one of the two. Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. Um, my f- not.
2: So my favorite drag queen from uh, Dragula, their name is Meatball. So if you've seen season one, you've seen Meatball. Um, they are super hilarious. We have the same sense of humor. We've never met, but I'm just saying they have the same sense of humor because in my in my brain we're friends. Um, they are they are very just over the top, unapologetic. You know they'll do drug references in their in their numbers. Uh, they they're uh, very forward. I'm gonna say this nicely. They're very forward about how sexual they are, as a lot of us drag queens are. Um, uh, drag Race, uh, honestly, Bob the Drag Queen is it for me. Uh, they have literally accomplished everything that in my ideal world if i got to that point i would want to accomplish they have an hbo special you know they've done stand-up they're on hbo doing a show with eureka and shangela right now Mm -hmm. um they have done so much and i think that it's amazing to to capitalize on that um, and do more with it because that hundred thousand dollars wears off after a long time and it's it shouldn't just be about the one victory it should be about longevity uh, and, and bob does that and then local Um, their name is Ari Gato. They are probably one of my favorite performers of all time. We used to be drag sisters, but we're still drag family. Um, they are just over the top campy, but like professional dancer, sweetest person you've ever met. Um, but still somehow cynical and shitty and like, they'll shade you under their breath, you know, when you don't know it. Uh, Everything they do is original to me. (laughs) Everything they do is interesting. Like they did, uh, Oh, what the fuck? Crazy in love. This is probably I record. saw that
0: you retweeted that. That was hilarious.
2: It is everything. So to explain everybody who hasn't seen it, so the intro to Crazy in Love is like da da, da 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 da. So you they come on, they start performing, and it loops that intro for a minute and a half. And so the same eight count that Ari is doing at the beginning, they hold for a minute and a half, going back and forth, and the entire crowd is wondering what the fuck is happening. And by the time you <laughs> realize that it's repeating, everybody loses their shit and it's just it's so good and it's like what like what in your brain like who hurt you that you think like this but also thank you for this fucking artistry because it's everything and you will always know if i'm in the audience especially when ari gato is performing because in the background on cue when ari does something funny i will screech like a pterodactyl like i get that loud. Uh, so, uh, they're, they're probably my all-time favorite. <laughs> have
0: you ever had a drag malfunction on stage? Like, you were just performing and you're just like, oh my gosh, what well, the show <laughs> going on?
2: <laughs> um, I have, so I have tried six wig reveals in drag, only two of them have gone successfully. Uh, so I have, I have, I have been scalped, uh, uh by myself, just full on ripped my wig off on stage. Um, I... I am not the greatest in heels, so I have fallen plenty on stage. Um, I think that's it. I've never come untucked, thank God. Um, I forgot my words a couple of times, who hasn't? And then like when I'm doing comedy, occasionally I I have like blanked, but I'm quick enough on the microphone that I can improv until I figure out where I'm going. Uh, But yeah, I've I've, I've been kind of known for uh, not being the most, I wouldn't say polished because the mug is correct right now. But um, I'm, I <laughs> would call it, like an accident-prone uh, drag queen. Um, like if you had to imagine like Goofy as a drag queen, mama, look no further. There we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so can you tell, a, okay, so you know how like when you meet certain people, you could be like, I know your accent, are you from Harlem? Or I know your accent, like are you from Tennessee? Like you're from the state of Tennessee. Can you do that with another drag queen just by looking at them, just be like, your, like your Chicago drag, your Chicago sister, no, 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 that's a New York sister right there. Like, can you tell by their outfits or is it just- <laughs>
2: By their outfits, wow. That, like, um, you uh, If I was out, if I was not in Chicago, I could do that. Like if I were in like Georgia watching a drag show and there were drag queens from across the country, I could probably pinpoint where each one was from. Uh, the thing with Chicago is we we really have all the types of drag. Like we do have a club kids scene that's amazing. Um, Nico is probably one of the most amazing makeup artists I've ever met. And if you ever get a chance to follow them, their uh, Instagram is Nico's World. Beyond this world, fucking uh, makeup artistry. We do have a, a ballroom scene that exists as well. I have not had the fortune of being able to go because uh, I work all the fucking time, and also we're in a pandemic. Um, we have pageantry. Uh, Naisha Lopez, a former Drag Race contestant, is a Miss Continental, uh, lives here. Um, we do hold Continental here. Uh, and pageantry is something that has a very rich history in this city as well. So I think that if you're looking at it, like I could not tell you in this city who's from where. But if I were in Georgia, New York, uh, I know. Like New York Queens are known for doing the same four songs, the same seven bars. And so, if I see a queen has done a song in that same outfit, and I go to a bar the next day and I hear that same song. You're that New York girl. I knew you were a bitch. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, If you see, if I see like over the top hair, uh, and like big pageantry, like big jewels, I'm probably going to assume you're from a place like Florida because, uh, that type of drag isn't the only drag that's there, but that's where you have Trinity, the Tuck Taylor, uh, Roxy Andrews, who is like the, that's the standard,
0: um,
2: and pageantry, Alenecia, Sparks, also down there, very fucking stunning queen. And a lot of the Queens there, you will see the big hair the big jewels, the, you know, over the top makeup, you know, they're not painting for the stage, they're painting for the Thunderdome down the street, because that's, that's how severe the beat is. Um, But regional, regional drag can be fun. But I think more and more, you're finding that alternative artists, or rather artists that aren't, aren't necessarily what the scene would say that they are, are really developing and burgeoning.
0: Where's your dream performance as a drag queen? Like, where's the place you would love to perform at or maybe even be part of?
2: Um, uh, the easy one would be like a stand-up special. Like, to be able to do stand-up on a national stage would be amazing. Uh, for me now, though, I'm really trying to uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very well read. I love reading up on politics. I'm always like listening to podcasts, news, and it's something that I've been interested in for a long time. I would love to be able to gain notoriety and use that platform to give nuanced uh, but approachable discussions to really important political issues and, you know, draw attention to this. Uh, so that would be my ideal dream, honestly. Like if I had a show on a, on a cable network where, you know, I was just there Doing my thing, talking about the same things I talk about on MSNBC, but my hair is prettier. You know, that would be the dream for me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <laughs> wow, a drag queen news station. You never know. You never know.
2: It
1: anything. A yeah. We're not, it could be anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, with the platform we have on YouTube, you never know. We started. It right Absolutely. Oh that my god. empire. Build that empire.
0: Well, we can take this opportunity to talk about Salty Mermaid Swimwear. Let me tell you something about it, Corey. It's this wonderful bathing suit company that I have a partnership with. It's for the lovely girl in your life, the lovely guy in your life, non-binary, and it's super cute, and they have trunks, and they also have nice beautiful outfits that you can match with your partner. So give it a try. And because I'm so genuine, I'm
2: going to give you 15% off. They're
0: so, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. girl, yeah, you know, I got that, that, that I'm bucket.
2: writing the code down right now. So, let's go ahead and do this <laughs> okay.
0: saltymermaidswimwear.com. Yeah. And the code is salty15cat.
2: Baby, she got it right there. We're ready.
0: Thank you.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: And we're back. <laughs> see, oh, I did that t-
2: that was good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's professional look at her Barbara Walters who I don't even know her
0: <laughs> so our next um, question do you ever see yourself on Drag Race or you're just like no I'm like I don't even want to bother with it
2: Um, oh, I guess I could take this time to kind of talk about Drag Race a little in general um, for me it's one of those things like it's not the dream I have never auditioned for Drag Race if I ever felt that I was ready to, that I wanted to, uh, and I got on, absolutely I would be happy with that. Um, I feel that I would make good TV just because I'm me and whatever. Um, but I also understand that drag, being on Drag Race doesn't necessarily define your success in drag. Um, you can be a successful queen. You can be an amazing performer, an amazing queen. Uh, Lucy Stuhl, local queer icon, Chicago uh, legend has never been on Drag Race, is known internationally. Like, she is the bearded bitch. She is that girl. She is the only drag queen that performs Lizzo more than Lizzo. <laughs> I'm gonna get red for that, but I don't give a shit. Um, uh, Auntie Chan, who actually has uh, had a viral video way back that you guys may have seen. Uh, it's called I'm So In a right now. It was in reference to a Drag Race thing. I'll send you the link. It's years old at this point um has reached national success uh tenderoni chicago native drag king of the year amazing we are so proud of them um they performed at uh pride in alaska which i didn't know they that people lived in alaska anymore i thought they just like they let the moose take over
1: But (laughs) it's good to know uh
2: so uh i would i take the opportunity and would i apply yes but i i feel that if I doubled down and I like started doing drag full time that I could be successful enough that even if I didn't make it on the show, I'd be content with uh, who I ended up as, as a performer.
1: So would you ever, if you had the opportunity, do reality TV?
2: Absolutely. Oh, uh, if, if they did a real world Kat, drag queen Kat, or like you, drag housewives?
1: Yeah. Kat, didn't I tell you, you know what, one of, my goals, is, there. Right, one of my goals is actually to create uh, my own reality TV on YouTube yeah
2: I like that I told her her that yeah
1: I've been so inspired by love and (laughs) hip-hop she just found out what love and hip-hop was a few months ago she's obsessed yeah I've been obsessed yo I've been watching love and hip-hop since the pandemic because during the time of I don't know what to do. I'm not working. Like, let me see what's on TV. I came across that and I was just like, oh, I know these people. Okay. And then I only know like the Hollywood ones. I don't know. I, I told because... her the most ratchet one was Atlanta. She and I are going to watch that together. She knows me. I love messy. I love messy TV. I, I, oh my God. I'm so obsessed. And I was just like, the uh, when, when was it last month? I was like, Kat, you know what I really want to do? I want to get a bunch of people, even friends together, and let's do, like, our version of Love & Hip Hop.
2: That'd be so you fun. Know,
1: right? And then you know what? I'm going to sign you up. Uh, I'm right <laughs> so here you know, for it, baby. Let's, yeah. do this. let's do this. Our own Love & Hip Hop version, Chi-Town. Let's do it. Okay, do, we now, even but... have a, do we even have have Chicago? Love & Hip Hop. No. I don't
0: let's think so. Do let's yet. do it. Let's do it. I think this morning, she may have discovered Aliana Fixed My Life. Yeah.
2: really
0: yeah i think she may have discovered it this morning because she sent me a video you know that video of aliana saying did Harry oh. and Tundin do so <laughs> i'm the first one when she went to freedom <laughs>
1: like,
3: just full thread didn't, didn't give a fuck. fuck.
1: yeah because hey i i'm i'm scrolling through tiktok i'm on my for you page and then you know i used to f with hazel e but until she did what she did mm-hmm. and then um i was like Oh, if you watch love and hip-hop y'all, y'all know what i'm talking about okay so i'm i'm like what, going through the the for you page and i see i was like wait she looks like hazel e i was like what is this she, where is this from i sent it to you cat and i was like what's this and she was like oh you don't know about that let me tell you and she was quoting everything i was like hold on slow down, <laughs> hold on hold on i need to know the t like you know how i am like Cause I'm like,
2: this is like her discovering love and hip hop. I'm just so like- We love to see this it,
0: show. honestly. Me see it
2: too. I feel the same way every time I get a straight friend that is like, oh my God, Corey, have you seen the show called Drag Race? Never heard of it. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like, Tell me more about it. What are the cars like that they race on it? Like what the fuck do you, do you even follow me on social media? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. What one one question
0: dealing with reality television
2: Wendy Williams, yes or no? I no. I'm I just know. gonna say no. I, I I feel that she said some problematic things in the past that we kind of gave her a uh, gave her a pass for. Uh, when she did that interview with Laverne Cox, I think she was a little disrespectful oh, with. I uh, I yeah, if I, if I recall correctly, and I normally do because I'm always right. It's just a degree to how right I am. Um, where they, she talked about, and this is an important question for anybody interacting with your, your trans friends, uh, asking about, you know, surgeries, what do you have? How is it done? Do you still have this, that, or the okay. other? And I'm just like, that's not, that's, that's awesome. not okay. Like it's, first of all, it doesn't fucking matter. Like it changed how a person identifies or what is underneath their clothes should not change their perception of you or your perception okay. of them rather. Um, and also a lot of, a lot of trans people went through a, like, a shit ton of, of paperwork through like having to get, you know, insurance companies, psych da, da da the trauma of having to explain it to your family and hoping that they accept you, the friends that like, you know, and for you to reduce that down to surgeries, that, that's insulting. Like that's degrading and dehumanizing for me. So that alone, I'm done with her. <laughs>
0: Well, at least this, it's an educational moment. But I do have one more dra- um, drag question I did mm-hmm. forget to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any drag children? And if you don't, are you open to it in the future? Uh, I, I have
2: bet people have come to me. Actually, one of one of the more popular queens in the city, her name is Sapphire Feliciano. She has, uh, She's a current Roscoe's Drag Race winner. And then she's also like won a bunch of competitions up and down the strip. Very good friend, sister. Uh, the first time she saw me, it was her 21st birthday, and I was performing at Roscoe's just as the and the amateur show. And like she walked up, and she's an emotional cancer just like me. She had little tears in her eyes, big old doe eyes, you know, like uh, Puss in Boots from Shrek. Oh. And she's like, she's like, I just, I just, I, I, I love you so. Much. Would you be my drag mom? Like, I, and I was like, baby, no, I can't take care of a house plant, nonetheless, a, a, a drag daughter. So it's it's going to be a no for me, dog. And I feel bad because I talked to her later about it, and she felt so shut down because she was 21. Like, she's never been to a club and really interacted with drag queens. And the first drag queen, it basically was like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it probably didn't leave a good impression. Uh, but I... I will help people along the way. Like I have, I've made mixes that have won competitions. I've written jokes for roast and helped develop numbers. Uh, if People reach out to me, like, how do you do this with your makeup? If I know how to do it, I'll help you. I don't think that you need to tether yourself to an individual with namesake or anything else like that to feel like you have a drag family. So I would never take somebody under my own personal wing and feel like I was responsible for them, but I am always willing to help uh, newer queens find their footing in the city uh, and, uh, support the queens that support me as well.
0: So, are there, you know, any favorite drag houses? Like, you know, you have the ones like House of Edwards, you know. There's another one that I'm forgetting.
1: Is it O'Hara House
0: of... The- yeah, there you yeah. go. Thank you, thank you. However, uh, thank you.
2: There's lots of legendary, uh, houses, uh, on a na- the nationally known ones. I would say the House of Andrews uh roxy andrews is phenomenal uh one of their drag children their name is axley andrews was a friend of mine when i lived in florida
0: them.
2: sickening the house down boots it is the uh, like it's another one of those people where the makeup artistry is just so amazing and also it's another thing where like they're the sweetest nicest person you have ever met which is so funny because they paint so isn't severe right? uh but what's up
0: isn't he your drag king
2: yeah yeah uh, i think yeah they identify as it because they paint the, yeah. Um, uh, amazing uh, and obviously, Roxy Andrews is not going to let anything less than perfection in her family. Um, the House of Kool-Aid is a very well-known one in the city of Chicago. So Shay uh Bambi Banks Koolay, Kenzie Koolay, Kenzie Kool-Aid, and then I think Chloe Koolay just joined the 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 family as well. I there's a timeline there. There's a bunch of people in it. All of the drag queens are very well known uh, locally and nationally. And uh, the reason I like uh, the House of Kool-Aid is for Shay specifically because I think that she has done something that's amazing is she has taken her uh, notoriety and her influence and used that to elevate a bunch of drag queens who are now nationally known. Um, and I feel the same way. So are we? Are you caught up on Drag Race U.S. yet?
0: Yes, of okay. course. Um, I just haven't seen um, Day Before Yesterday's episode. I just got to watch that
2: one. I don't say anything I about that.
0: Just one week late.
2: Um, <laughs> So my other favorite thing is, uh, she's not a drag house, but our, one of the two Chicago Queens this year was Denali. Um, and I, I don't need, like, I've seen them perform. I da da, da da Um the most amazing thing to me is what I would do if I was on Drag Race. I think that if you have a national platform, you should use that to elevate your local scene that got you there. Um, and a lot of Queens talk the talk, but when they get off the show, they just go get their checks and, you know, they'll say tip all the other Queens and that's it. Denali actually made a music video and it's almost at a million views so you both need to watch it. It's called uh, Chicago Drag Excellence and it's to her lip sync song 100% Pure Love when she did it that episode, that first episode or that third episode. I don't know, that the season's going on forever. Yeah. But um, she did not make it about her. Her and K- Kamara were in the beginning but the entirety of the rest of the music video was just local performers. Uh, and it covered the entire spectrum of drag and it was so amazing that Denali really put the work in and and use her influence and her resources and her power to bring light to names that nobody else would have known and the same thing she did a photo shoot when she did snatch game uh, as a queer eye character she did a photo shoot with a bunch of drag kings and drag queens are very underrepresented in the scene um and then that got national attention so here's these four or five other drag kings that now have you know national exposure because of a drag race girl that's my fangirl moment
0: Thank you so much, Coronation, for being with us. This was so much fun. Like It man, was a blast. Thank you so
3: much.
2: Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for thinking of me. Um, normally, when people think of me, they think about to to Howard Brown and get tested with chlamydia. So this is a change of pace. <laughs> you know, we really love it. Uh, but no, I think it's amazing. Thank you for having me on. I will promote uh, as much as I can. I think it's important to promote female creators, and I think it's important to promote Black creators um and whatever platform i have to elevate both of you uh, you know my tens of followers will be subscribing <laughs> <laughs>
0: people listening or people watching us, if you are in the Chicago area, please come see Coronation, please. You will enjoy their drag so much. <laughs> As you can see, yeah,
1: we're having a totally fun. And before you go, let people know where they can find you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so I am uh, on Insta. if you search me on Facebook for the 10 people that still use Facebook, uh, it's Coronation, K-O-R-R-A. The second R is for ready, because I'm always ready. Uh, nation, just how it's spelled. Uh, and then my Instagram and my Twitter are both, uh, at coronation. So K O R R A N A T I O N. Uh, also, if you search coronation, you're going to find me. Uh, I think there's one other queen that has the same name as me. And like, I met her mom, but, uh, I am here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Thank you for Bye. having Bye. me. Thank Enjoy you. the rest of your day. Thank you
2: too. Bye babies.
1: Okay,
0: so it is now time for our segment, Damn, brother, that's wild. Where I find an incredible true story from around the world that actually happened. And this story is coming from Mirror.co.uk. So thank you for the source. And this headline is called "My Grandma Won't Stop Bullying Me Because She Doesn't Like the Name of My Future Sons." You know name, <laughs> so yeah, I probably like screwed up the title a bit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's something like that. So there's a woman, and she's from the UK. Doesn't I don't think it says the exact location, but she went on Reddit and she did kind of those things where it's like, "Am I the asshole? Have you heard of that on Reddit?" Uh, am I that? No.
1: Okay, actually so no. But you and I had like conversation where you asked, you know what? Yes. Uh, am I the asshole for saying this? And I'll be like, yes. (laughs) There's a, um,
0: there's a popular Reddit thread called Am I the Asshole where people will tell their stories and then people will be like, you know, you're not the asshole or yeah, you're the asshole in this situation. Or they'll be like, I can't oh. tell who's the asshole. I got to give it to both of you. So this is a woman who is saying that her grandma's bullying her. <laughs> she's, you know, with her fiance and she's about to have her first son. And, you know, she and her fiance picked a great name, what they believed was a great name for their baby but they shared it with the family it seems like the only person that had a problem with it was the grandma and the grandma thinks that it's a very stupid name and she really has a theory that he's gonna be made fun of the name (laughs) Yeah, I mean, according to the family, she's the only one that has a problem with it and she keeps calling it out (laughs) like 24-7, like she's a petty grandma. And of course, people are wondering like, what's the name? And they want to name their child Atlas Sage. What do you think of that name? Atlas Sage. That's going to be the the first name of their first son. I guess Sage is the last name. I'm going to be
1: honest. (laughs) <laughs> drop the first and keep it as Sage. I don't know. I like sage, Well, it.
0: It's implied but... that's the last name though. Oh, so shoot.
1: The... That's a, oh, okay. So since it's implied, that's the last, oh, then no. Yeah. No, so the I, age... I don't like, it. I personally don't like it. But at but, the end of the day, it's your baby.
0: <laughs> but would you bully your grandchild or would you bully your child if they were having your future grandchild or your future great great, great, great i mean great great you know grandchild or something like I don't that no like, i
1: would probably like step aside and tell like my daughter like yo no no i don't like this name uh, but like i'll just express how i don't like the name and then i just give my grandchild a nickname for the rest of her life oh you're that petty but <laughs> why is that petty if i, I don't mean, like I the mean, name I mean, if it's... the name girl if the. If if the name don't fly, I am not going to call you by that name. Like I, I'm not going to tell them this respect. Oh God. My grandchildren is going to see this in the future, but listen, (laughs) all I'm going to say is I'm just going to give you a cute, but I'm going to give you a cute middle no, no. I'm going to give you a cute nickname or call you by your middle name. That's what I want to say. I'll call you (laughs) by your, uh, middle name, or I'm going to give you a cute nickname.
0: Well, you know, the lady is still, you know, the granddaughter is still under her feelings because, you know, every time she comes around her grandma, her grandma keeps sneak dissing jokes. And she's like, yo, am I the asshole for like naming my child, my future child, Atlas Sage? Like my grandma keeps saying, like, I'm telling you, people are going to make fun of your kid. And it's just like, you know, the only person making fun of that name is you grandma. So she was just wondering, like, is the name that bad that I should name my child that? Does my grandma have a point, or is she just being an asshole? And the way it's gone through the article, you know, most of uh-huh. them have their own opinions, but it seems like most of them are agreeing that,
1: yeah, your grandma's kind of an asshole. And I well, she want to is. Jump it's like I, eventually you have to let it go. Let it go. Yeah, I mean, I it's not your
0: fault. Grandma- can you imagine if she's reacting this way to her great grandchild? Can Here's you the, imagine? Where, like where's if she the got mother? Name?
1: Where is the mother? Because let me ask you. That's a good
0: question.
1: I, because my thing is, I actually had something similar like that. You know, when I named my first one Audrina because it was so different. And my mom was like, I don't like that name. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is. Oh, well. Like her name is Audrina. And I think it's a beautiful name. If you think it's a beautiful name, F what the grandma said. Like, so you agree, set your foot down, girl. Set your foot down, you name your child. Like, yo, chill. Yeah, at some point, like, literally, grandma is harassing your child. Like, are you going (laughs) to say anything?
0: (laughs) That should be a petty great grandma, like, legit. probably be me, though. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically the story. Like, you know, the Reddit thread agrees that the grandma's just being a douchebag like name her kid anything you want to and oh. hopefully the luck her in her life that you know she decides to name her child Atlas Sage. so you know let yeah. us know listeners if
1: anything let's just and people viewing yeah if you know why if anything if the child's like uh you know i actually do not like the name go by your middle name if you have the no- middle name or just change your name there's like plenty of people out there who probably changed their name because they didn't like their birth name exactly it happens all
0: the time like you know it'll take a little bit of you know work but you can always change it but
3: yeah just like listeners... anime songs <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sorry that's
0: year. a dig on you <laughs> i'm not a fan of anime song switching like Let's mid-season wait, I, I will say it on this recorded youtube episode which is also going on our podcast i said what i said listen okay
1: this stems from uh, uh, listeners okay so this stems from the conversation started when i was like you know what we should change the song for like season two you know just uh, um, you know um, fit a little bit and then like you were like no i don't like it just like how i don't like anime song changes i was like oh no you did not uh, first like- off not every opening is going to be a banger. And I don't think uh, there's a couple of animes where I think like the first season song was trash, but the second song, that's where it is. It's lit up in here. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, change isn't that bad. Stop complaining if the furniture has been rearranged, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, that is our story, but also, you know, transitioning. We are trying to do a new thing where, it probably won't be every single episode, it probably be every other episode where we wanna promote businesses. So for our first one that we're doing, we wanna promote you know, a black business and a Latino business. They just so happen to be a black and Latino business. We don't discriminate on what businesses over here. So if you have any businesses, please tweet at us so we can at least mention them on the podcast, put your links, tell us what you do so we can get you guys out there yeah so the first one is trish coco i know this is probably a little bit too unclear to see but if you um can't see it i will definitely read it out Yeah, it's called Trish T Coco and it's handmade jewelry. I've met the lady myself. She has her own website. She has her own links. All of it is handmade jewelry. She makes it herself and they are so beautiful. We will put the link to that at the bottom of this episode and at the bottom of this video. So please go support that Latin business. And then the second one is Black Creation Cloud. And this is by a black woman named Erica McLeod. She also has a TikTok where you can actually see her, you know, do these creations. Like she makes keychains, she makes ashtrays, she makes necklaces, she makes beautiful jewelry, she does custom made, if you ask her, like she is so creative. Necklaces, rings, you name it, like she can almost like figure out how to make it restore on Etsy and we're going to put that down in the link of the description of the podcast and of the episode so please follow both of these businesses so our artist of the week is Varelli and since you had such a hot episode with Coronation it's time to cool us down <laughs> see what I did there <laughs> cause yeah his song is called AC by Varelli so please listen to his music follow him on all the platforms once again they're going to be listed on our youtube and it's going to be listed on the podcast and while you're at it don't forget to give us some love too those watching on youtube the subscribe button is right down here it doesn't take you like a good 10 seconds to press it we love you we will give you content tell us what you like tell us what you don't like we're here for you have a discussion with us we love it when people interact with us so yeah Uh.
3: Bye. Bye. Let me live in the past. I'm here looking for an answer that I know will never last. Sitting in a pocket in my mind, I don't ever want to. Thinking about the promises I made just to never keep I need you to let me go Let me live in the past I'm here but it don't seem to matter So why would I go back? Convince me to go back I want truth more than I want sweat. Like I ever Convince me to go back I see myself at four years old And my feelings never last I'm running home in fast. that no, never Started using AC just to learn how to stand it It gets hot as I age as I do permanent damage Not on the same page as anybody else on the planet I live in plain ways I pray to understand my ad- Don't think that I think that I'm special Lines 5 and 6 of the verse are in pencil I'm open to the notion someone's just like me But 8 billion pages seems just as lightly like